Hi, everyone, and thanks for visiting this podcast. My name is Dan Benna, and uh, if you don't know about me, you can go to danbenna.com, and you'll be directed to a portfolio page and my LinkedIn profile. And I also should say that even though I am a uh, full-time employee of PepsiCo, the thoughts that are in this podcast represent my own and not those of PepsiCo or any of its affiliates. If ever you believe that you can be moved to do something when you really weren't expecting to do it, this is an example of that. I've been watching the news events of late, the horrific sarin gas events in Syria, the missile strikes from the U.S. as a result. Uh, There was a truck that drove into a department store that my wife and I know very well, having visited Stockholm many times and loving that particular area of the city. People died as a result. And it just seems that more and more you're hearing of media events that are enough to plummet anyone into the depths of depression. And my wife and I were talking about those this morning, and she got to work and was disappointed in some folks with whom she's had interactions. And I was disappointed with some folks with whom I've had interactions. And it seems that many of the people with whom you speak have similar stories of being disappointed or coming up with kind of an aggregate saying that, why are people such idiots? Because that's what I hear an awful lot now. And I started to think about it, and and I am... uh, kind of a self-described pathologic optimist. I have three older sisters, and I think many of them would say that I'm optimistic to a point. The glass is kind of always half full for me, at least. In many cases, it's near the top, and in, in even some cases, it's overflowing. But when you hear the magnitude and frequency of the things that we've been hearing in the world... Even a pathologic optimist is challenged to kind of stay optimistic. And that's why I decided to do this podcast. I did some real soul-searching this morning, and it would have been pretty easy, candidly, for me to kind of get down or blue or focus on the negative. And I think back to an email that I sent to my wife couple of hours ago, where I said, focus on the good. And I realized that I have to take my own advice too sometimes. So I started to focus on the good. And I started to think about over the 30 years or so, where I've worked at PepsiCo, and I've interacted with hundreds, if not thousands of charities and nonprofit organizations. And gotten to meet A-list celebrities and heads of state, and it's just really been an unbelievable journey, and, and hopefully I've got many years on the journey left to go. But there's an awful lot of positive stuff that happened over the course of that journey. And if I take just, I mean, just the recent past, there's a guy named Najid Kassam, who is uh, the founder of something called Networks for Change. He published a book called High on Life, I think when he was in his early 20s. 
He is Canadian and has won an honor of recognition by Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth, specifically awarding uh, monumental citizenship efforts to citizens of Canada. And when you talk about a, an optimist, there's a guy that's an optimist. He's now, you know, under 30, and he's a lawyer, and he's just had such unbelievable social impact on the world. And his latest venture is a social enterprise now called Keela.co, K-E-E-L-A dot C-O, and I think it's going to change the way charities and nonprofits have impact and do their business. So if you're interested, visit that site. And then I think, and well, I'm on the advisory board for Kila. And another one for whom I function as an advisor is the Super U Foundation. And I stress the foundation because it's not foundation, it's Super U Foundation. And I met the founder and, and architect of the program there. Her name is Lords Lane. She is an unbelievable musician. She is a, a prodigy in violin and other musical media since she was, I think, five years old. She's written a Broadway play that's currently active off-Broadway. But more importantly, she was bitten by the bug of passion and the passion for her is helping kids, and to some extent adults, but certainly kids are the focus, identify their inner superpowers. And that's what superufun.org is all about. And I urge you to visit that website, and anybody that watches the videos of those kids dressing up as their superpowers and talking about their superpowers, and singing the song around, I am a superhero. I don't know how anybody can't be moved, and moved in the positive direction, and think that, wow, there is really hope out there, because it's just so heartwarming, and it touches you so viscerally. And Lourdes is an amazing person. Um, she is. She's written an anthem for UNESCO, you know, one of the organs of the United Nations. As I mentioned, she's done the off-Broadway play, but her devotion, I'd say, is really to Super U Fun. And when I say identifying your inner superpowers, it's not about saying, "Oh, geez, I wish I could fly." It's not an unrealistic superpower. It's a superpower that sits within you as a kid that maybe needs a little bit of help being exposed and being brought into the light. So it's things like, you know, my superpower could be my smile, because when I smile, it makes people smile back and it warms them up. Or their superpower could be their interest in people, because, you know, an eight-year-old just shows this unbelievable interest and genuine interest in talking to people and engaging with people and learning about what they do. That's what Super U Fun is all about. And by doing that, by helping kids know that they're loved and know that they have superpowers, you're in turn preventing bullying because you're building self-image, you're building confidence, and there's so many knock-on effects of what Lords is doing. So that's superufun.org. Absolutely go there. And again, along the same lines with kids, 
Unbelievable woman, Nancy Conrad, chairman and founder of the Conrad Foundation, conradfoundation.org. She is the wife of, um, as she describes it, the third man to walk on the moon, but the first man to dance on the moon, Pete Conrad. And his story alone is unbelievably inspiring. Unfortunately, he's passed on, but um, unbelievable guy who was told he basically wouldn't amount to anything scholastically until a teacher. Nancy is recognized as one of the 100 most powerful women in STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. She's a remarkable woman um, who has had the passion for many years to elevate youth, elevate children. And one of the ways she's doing that under the auspices of the Conrad Foundation is with the Spirit of Innovation Awards. And I've had the good fortune of uh, having the PepsiCo Foundation sponsor or support um, one year of those awards, and I was a judge for one year. And it was absolutely a life-changing experience to see how Nancy and her team selects kids, and I mean kids, 12, 13, 14, 15-year-olds from around the world. I think over 70 countries participated at one point in the Spirit of Innovation Awards. And the kids are so passionate and so intelligent and so articulate, and they create solutions to the global challenges that we face, whether it's a challenge around cybersecurity or a challenge around water insecurity or food insecurity or climate. Absolutely amazing. Please check out conradfoundation.org. That will take you to the Spirit of Innovation Awards and share that with any middle and high schooler that you know, any teacher that you know, and get the good word out because she is really changing the world one student at a time. And last, but certainly not least, and I mean, I could go on for hours and hours, and those of you who know me know that I have been known to talk for hours and hours and hours, so I'm going to try to keep uh, this and and future podcasts pretty crisp. I think the TED rule is under 17 minutes, and we're at 10 and a half now, so I'm going to wrap this up quickly. But I wanted to be sure I talked about another woman, amazing, her name is Kathy Eldon, Kathy uh, is a noted documentary film producer and and journalist in her own right, but she's also the co-creator and co-founder of a nonprofit for which I sit on the board, and it's called the Creative Visions Foundation, or creativevisions.org. And what Creative Visions is all about is using media and the arts, and I mean media and the arts writ large, to create or ignite social change by creating activists of social change called creative activists. And the number of projects that they touch and number of disciplines and people that they touch with strong social consciences, wanting to make change in the world, and in fact, in many ways, already making change in the world is simply remarkable. And Kathy's story is inspiring in and of itself. Her son, Dan, uh, was a photojournalist who, a little over 20 years ago, when he was 22 years old, 
was stoned to death in Africa by the people he was trying to help. It was a horrific accident in that respect. And Kathy has managed to rise from the ashes like a phoenix and use the horrible experience of Dan's death in a positive way to ignite that social change that I've spoken of. And one of the things that Kathy has created, one of their signature programs of Creative Visions, is something called Rock Your World. It's rock-your-world.org. And there seems to be a theme of, of kids and youth in this particular podcast, because here too, it is one of the most unique and remarkable campaigns that I've ever come across in 30 plus years of doing this stuff that engages middle and high school students truly engages them. I mean, authentically inspires and engages these kids in the Universal Declaration of Human Rights of the United Nations. And when I think back to when I was, you know, middle or high school age, if someone had told me about the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, I'm quite sure that my eyes would have glazed over and I would have looked at the clock and counted the minutes for when the class would be over. But the creators and experts in education behind Rock Your World have created such a phenomenal curriculum that they legitimately engage and keep these students engaged to learn about human rights. They get inspired to want to make change about one or more of those human rights. And then further, the program gives them the tools to be able to become young creative activists and use those tools to ignite social change. So it's just the best of all worlds being married together. And I urge you to visit creativevisions.org. So that's it for this podcast. Like I said, I was moved to do it. If enough people show an interest, and by enough I mean under 10, <laughs> um, I'm happy to do more because I think we need to do everything that we can, particularly in light of the global challenges that we face in the short term and in the long term. We all have to do our part to spread the good. That's what I'm trying to do here. Spread the good. Join me.